Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. If you would like the ad-free version of this podcast and help support entertainment talk along the way, please simply head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up as a patron, and then sign up under the $1 level tier. This will get you access to all of our podcasts that are ad-free in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. It's a great way to support entertainment talk and to get your ad-free podcasts. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link is in the description. Hey everybody, welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another film review. This one's for Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's uh, Disney's next turn at trying to uh, to, to gain some money um, <laughs> from, from their films and stuff since they just brought Fox. But I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, so just a small disclaimer. I think we both have colds, so this is going to be fun. Um, I'm feeling it. I think it's just early, early for me, so that's okay. why. Yeah, I'm <coughs> full on into my one, so uh, yeah. it's been that way for a few podcasts. But anyway, uh, yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi came out about a week or so ago. Quite exactly remember, but I saw it on Monday. Now it's Thursday, and I'm here to talk about it. Um, what did you think of the latest Star Wars installment? I know <coughs> it's been very divisive online, yeah. and the, the, it, it really seems to have very much split audiences. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was superb. But, um, yes, I know that's not the, the, the opinion of, of sort of half the fans, it seems. Mm. so. Yeah. You, you sure you don't want it, it removed from Star Wars canon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that there's petitions going around and all sorts of things, which seems utterly ridiculous. I, yeah. And I completely think they're wrong. But... Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought I really enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting, different. Um, had I, I, I didn't think it was out of place at all. I thought it, it was really well put together. So, mm. um, yeah, no, I, I have no problem with it. I mean, there, there were 
I'd say no problem with it. There are <laughs> some issues with the story, um, but overall, as a as a whole thing, I I think it it works really well. Good, good. Um, I think I'm about on the same level on you uh, with, with this film as well. Um, it didn't like completely blow me away, um, and I was expecting a little bit of that. But in this industry, you shouldn't let something hype you up too much because we've seen examples yeah. in, in in the past of things that have let us down, such as No Man's Sky. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I still had a great time. I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, still pretty good. I had I had a couple of like, um, I I always seem to have this a bit of a problem with some of the star wars stuff when certain things are happening and i'm not exactly sure why but it kind of comes around in the end but in the moment i'm literally like okay how how did this happen I, i'll give a quick example and we'll probably talk about we'll talk about all the characters and stuff obviously in in the during the podcast yeah but there's a scene where and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong if this does or doesn't happen but there's a scene where rose and finn go into that escape pod thing yeah, they shoot out into the next ship, and I'm sure the next time we see them, they're with like Captain Phasma and and all those stormtroopers and that, and they're like about to be executed. And I can't remember a why that happened, b why they did it, <laughs> or c you know what happened with that. And oh, no, certain I... <clears throat> little bits like that just sort of confuse me sometimes with Star Wars. Yeah, I think. You missed a little bit somewhere. Okay, um, it's possible. <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah. They they did. They went over to the ship. The idea that w- they were trying to disable the tracking device on Snoke's ship, but uh, Phasma, when they land in the uh, docking bay, Phasma captures them. I mm. think they're sort of there. And uh, and captures them. Well, I mean, it wasn't the best plan in the world, in all honesty. No. But <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, just certain little little things. Like that. And I mean, I've watched the original trilogy two, maybe three times, probably two and a half, knowing me. Um, <laughs> and there's still bits and pieces that I I forget. And that is is quite like a big world, and there's a lot of different characters and different different rules and all that kind of stuff that you do have to keep up with. Um, yeah. And yeah, it it kind of came across in this film a little bit. Some scenes just, most of the scenes didn't. I didn't have that problem with at all. Um, so, what was your kind of favourite section or sort of scenes in the film? Um, I'm I'm quite fond of the uh, the stuff between Ray and Luke. Yeah, just because it's nice to see Mark Hamill back on screen as Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. Um, and sort of being good, uh, you, you know, just filling that role again is, uh, I thought that was really, really nice. Uh, that very interesting scene later on with um, Snoke, Kylo and Ray as well. That When they're, they're all together yeah. in the throne room of, well, throne-ish room, I guess. Sort of, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I really like that scene as well. Oh, that um, was kind of interesting. Yeah, those those two scenes I uh, quite liked as well. I quite liked Snoke as a character, um, and I th- I did think the whole um, like Ray, not Ray, um, Kylo Ren sort of betraying him and whatnot <coughs> was uh, was pretty good and pretty interesting. Um, and I I liked the way he may or may not have killed him. We 
Are we 100% sure with that? What, that Snoke, that uh, yeah, Kylo all... Snoke? Yeah, I, I, I think that, I thought that was fairly clear. Okay, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm fairly sure Snoke uh, was killed by Kylo. Yeah, because, um, like, when he, he sort of gets his left hand and puts it behind his back and, like, controls the lightsaber yeah. with the with the Force or some sort of version of it or whatever um, yeah. and kills him with that. And given how, like, in those scenes previously, Snoke showed, like, how powerful he was, like, he's lifting Ray up and, like, shaking her and, like, he has complete control of her and, um, mm. like, has the sort of order control over um, Kylo. You never really see him, like doing similar things that, that he does no. to Ray. Um and then you just sort of see this crafty sort of technique of, of how he takes him out. I thought that was really good. And um one of my favourite fighting scenes was the bit after in that when um when Ray and Kylo were both fighting those sort of red red droid sort of people, whatever they would would be called. Um and then they're 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 actually yes. having like a bit of a tough time with it and there was a little bit there was some stakes sort of in there. Um I had the idea that like Ray would survive, but I was never sure about Kylo. Um, how how did you stand on like character safety in this film? Who did you think um, was sort of safe and not? I think after you've killed Snoke, yeah, I think I think Ray and Kylo are, are obviously safe. I I thought at that point. I mm. mean, if it had been the third film, then maybe not. But in the second film, if you've killed Snoke, who was the kind of big threat. Uh, uh, up until this point, I I think you know Ray and and Kylo are almost definitely safe at that point. So mm. uh, I I was leaning more towards Ray being safe because we pretty much know she's got more story. Uh, I was just never quite sure about Kylo. Um, well, I, I think Kylo's got to be safe. Otherwise, you um, if you've killed Snoke, I mean, if they hadn't killed Snoke, then yeah. fair enough. But if you they've killed Snoke by that point, so you, Kylo has to be safe because he's obviously the the battle that they're now facing is going to be Kylo versus Rey. So, um, you know that's going to be the next thing, I guess. So I I don't think, uh, I, yeah, you you can't get rid of both of them in one scene. Mm. That doesn't work. Maybe yeah. Um... So what about someone like Leia, Princess Leia? Well, I wasn't sure about her like throughout the whole film, especially with the fact that Carrie's unfortunately passed away. Um, and there, there was the moment where she gets like blown out of her ship and she's in in space. Um, did you think she could have died at that point? Yeah, I mean, I you know I thought that was quite interesting because there was the perfect opportunity for them to have killed her at that point. Um, and that would have been a way that they could have written her out, and uh, you know, because obviously, you know, as you say, she, we know she died. We know they've said that they're not going to CGI her into the next movie. So we, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that I, character. I think the nicest option is just to say that Leia has retired from like services. I mean, because I don't I, think I, you have to like kill her. I don't know. I I sort of feel it would be. It's unlikely she's going to have retired given the fight that's now ahead. So yeah. I, I, you know, you, you can't have if the, if there is still a conflict going on, you can't have her re- retired. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If the conflict's still happening, she's still going to be in there, or she still should be in there, unless something's happened to her. So I, I'm not sure how they're going to deal with that in the next movie. Because um, I thought, you know, maybe... I mean, th- this movie played out as it was supposed to play out. They didn't make any alterations because she'd already shot anything, everything. Yeah, that's but the thing is, like... Op- that would have been an option to do it there, but... Yeah. Right. That's the thing is that she passed away after she finished filming. So, depending yeah. on what plans they had for episode nine, they may have she may have had quite a big plot in nine, or she may I, not. I have, suspect she, she um, would have done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's difficult to make the decision afterwards because otherwise, if she passes away like during, I guess you can like kill her off in some easier way. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was interesting that they decided. You know, because they did have the perfect point to be able to kill off the character in this film. Um, yeah. The, yeah, when she was blasted off into space, and I mean, the the her her guiding herself back to the ship, I thought was completely badass. I really liked yeah, that. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. didn't expect um, that. Either. I was like, okay, she's no, awake. What's she gonna do now? Sort of thing. No, considering <coughs> um, Leia's never shown any force power, uh, but it makes sense to me that. In the intervening years, when Luke was still around, after you know they they uh, won the battle on Endor and blew up the Death Star, in the intervening years, now they know their brother and sister. He would have taught us some stuff. Mm. So you know, and she would obviously have got interested and been practicing a bit in the fourth stuff. So although she doesn't outwardly show it, you know, and isn't waving a lightsaber around, she <laughs> is. Uh, you know that made perfect sense to me uh. so I, I i thought that was that was really interesting just showing just how powerful she potentially was um but it does cause a problem for the next movie because i don't know exactly what you do and how you get rid of that character in a satisfactory way because i mean they could kill her off in the intervening sort of time between but you sort of want to see her die on screen, you know? Yeah, I don't really want her to have an off-screen death. Yeah. That would feel... Yeah, for such a major character, for like one of the original trio, I guess you yeah. could say, to just die off-screen. Um, it's, it's whether they have enough bits of footage left over that they could somehow cobble together into something that would work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, would you accept, like, you know, the blue sort of holograms that we get in the films, something like that, where where she says she has to <coughs> leave, mm. or or a like if you hear this much as I have died kind of thing. Uh, that would be better than like an off screen. Yeah, I mean, uh, thing, maybe. So. I mean, they they've said they're not going to CGI her, but I I just don't know how you you do it. Like you say, yeah, something like a blue hologram, or you know, a, that that sort of is a that would be quite a nice kind of rounding off way considering that's how we first meet the character mm. so maybe yeah maybe doing it with a hologram for, that pops up that says you know if you're seeing reason this i i have died and you know and that maybe although they're not f- like doing a full cgi character that would be a, a good way of just being able to get around it maybe so. yeah but they've got till um is it probably christmas 2019 when the next one is uh it's every two years yeah isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chris so they've got they got some time to to decide some stuff. Yeah. Um, what should we talk about next? I've got um, 
Yeah, Ray and Luke, we sort of brought it up earlier. I quite liked those scenes as well. I thought that was uh, a great continuation from um, where the last film ended off. And when I mean the last film, I do mean the last episode. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool as well. What do you think when um, he started, uh, he milked that animal, whatever <laughs> kind of animal it was? That was a bit strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, Luke going slightly mad on on that uh, island, and uh, the sort of cow animal thing that he milks was <laughs> kind of gross. But uh, but you know, it mil- he gave blue milk, which uh, it, you know, it gave blue milk, and and that's a sort of callback to the uh, first Star Wars movie. Mm. So um, I think that's there was little things that were put in there like that. Uh, there was a story that came out today actually about the porgs. And the reason the porgs are in there. Are those the little not, bird things? The, the little bird things. Okay. Not not just a cynical, uh, like a cynical marketing ploy, which is part of the reason, right. I'm sure. Toys, etc. Toys. But <laughs> um, one of the reasons they did it was because uh, the island that's in Scotland that they shoot, the, shoot those scenes on is covered in penguins. And <laughs> on, on the long shots... It was a case of you could see these little things wandering around on the islands. So it, they needed some sort of creature to go on to the island. Otherwise, they were going to have a hell of a time trying. It was like literally impossible for them to CGI them all out. <laughs> so, so because they were already there, they were like, well, we'll make a creature that's a bit penguin-like. So, so, uh, so it works. So that was great. Yeah, I don't think that they overstayed their welcome. And stuff. No, I think no. that they were uh, in the film a, a decent amount. I do like the scene where um, there's one scene where Ch- Chewbacca's flying yes, a uh, the ship and <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it yeah. starts making noises again and he just hits it off to the side. Yeah. Um, it did look a bit sad, the scenes with Chewbacca um, with one seat empty in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is a bit that's, sad. That's, they should have maybe found the, a at least a character to, to replace him. But well, I, I mean, guess... I, I, yeah. I guess you don't want to just stick in any old person because it's Han Solo that you're talking about. So no, no. I mean, yeah, Ray, Chewie and Ray seem like the obvious couple. Although mm. I, I quite like to see, see Poe seems like the obvious replacement. That's what I thought. In, yeah, in that role, <clears throat> um, you know, and maybe at some point if he ends up, you know, leaving the resistance, it's it ends up being Poe that joins Chewie, but. I don't know. Well, could be. I I did think that in the the Force Awakens when they show him as the as the pilot, I was like, okay, this is because you have your new, your new trio, Finn, Ray, and Poe, um, and they clearly point out Poe as the as the pilot um, mm. in the group. So I thought that that's what maybe where they were going. But may, maybe in the next one, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I quite liked all the sort of training scenes with with Ray and Luke, and um, <laughs> I liked Sweda. Uh, you know, when she's on the the cliffs at, at the top and stuff and she he's like reach out she puts her hands out and then he gets to leave and starts like tickling her hand or whatever he's <laughs> yeah, like oh, i've yeah. never felt anything like that before in my life and he like hits her with with it <laughs> yeah uh, i thought that was that was I, pretty funny there are i mean it's interesting with this because throughout the whole film there are for me similarities to uh empire in the same way that that with the last movie, there were similarities to A New Hope. There are similarities in this in terms of the story beats. Um, you know, you've got 
somebody being taught how to be a Jedi yeah. by a slightly cranky uh, old master that's been on his own for way too long. You've got it ending in a very dark place and the hero's not winning. Um, you've got a reveal about the background of the lead character. You know, there, there, are, there are certain things that do mirror uh, Empire in this, I think. Which is kind of interesting, which makes me wonder if the third one's going to have some sort of mirroring to Jedi, <laughs> to to Return of the Jedi. So, mm. uh, I yeah. I do kind of wonder where they're going to go after Episode Nine. I know they said they got a new trilogy and and whatever planned. Yeah. Um, I I wonder if they're going to carry on with these characters though. As I well. did because... I did hear there was a video posted by IGN a few weeks ago that said um, Daisy Riley plays Ray said that her last film would be Episode Nine, but they. But IGN being IGN, sometimes they don't give out all the details that you necessarily need to know. So they just had it yeah. as a as a like, oh, she's leaving kind of thing. Um, so I don't know the full details behind that and stuff because again, yeah, IGN I mean, didn't I, specify. I I suspect you're gonna have you are gonna have this trilogy. Ryan's doing another trilogy which is not based on anything we've seen before. Um, so you've got that as well. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing necessarily to stop them carrying on in doing like, you know, doing 10, 11, 12 with some of these characters, if not mm. all of them. Um, I mean, I'm sure she's at, Daisy's only contracted at the moment for the three movies. Possibly. That doesn't necessarily mean she'll stop playing them after the mm. three movies. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. But, yeah. but may- maybe she was asked in an interview or something like, oh, when are you contracted for or something um mm. again you can blame my gin <laughs> for, for, for the uh communication yeah. i mean yeah that is the assumption is that they they're only they're doing these three movies but now i mean they are going to carry on making star wars movies they're, they're, they're gonna you've got these three you've uh, presumably you're then they're gonna then gonna carry on with the um you know one Star Wars story, one main Star Wars movie, one Star Wars story, one main, yeah, d- and do them alternate yeah, years. Yeah, because they got all the the solo films and stuff planned. Yeah, yeah, because you've got yeah, you've got a the Han Solo film, which is called Solo, coming next. You've yep. got uh, there's no one Kenobi movie, I think, coming. So that will be the movie after um, Episode Nine, and then you're gonna have. I pr- I would think then the next one is the first one of Ryan Johnson's new movies. Mm. I heard something about a Jabba the Hutt film, but I only heard one piece of information about that, so I don't know well, how. There's, there's been talk how of true that is. Yeah, there's been talk of taking uh, Jabba the Hutt film. I think they're they're talking about maybe a Boba Boba Fett film as Boba well. Boba Fett would be cool, yeah, because we haven't really seen much of him. No. Yeah. On screen for an entire total of about. 15 minutes or something yeah um so um yeah we talked about ray and, and kylo and stuff uh speaking of captain phasma and and snoke some people compared them to like the boba fett and darth mauls of this world in terms of not quite getting enough screen um, time i can kind of agree with that on the snoke side we didn't really see much of him no, well, no, I think I think certainly with Phasma, I think um, Phasma didn't. You actually got more screen time probably than Boba Fett, but yeah, um, is in that is in that area of 
a character that you only really see right at the end of, you know, what, and I suppose Snoke is the same as well. You know, they've obviously been some sort of backstory to that character and you only see them right at the end of their story. And, uh, I mean, the thing with Snoke is we didn't expect Snoke to die there. You know, they, we'd assume Snoke was going to be, you know, was the emperor character. Um, and so would, would be the big bad throughout the, the, three films i mean the assumption was that kylo will either side with him or he'll turn against him and the last film will be them taking down snoke somehow Mm. but um they ended up doing that in this film and uh, again i mean this sort of mirrors empire in a certain way because you've got you had vader telling luke uh you know join me we can kill the emperor and uh, take over rule the galaxy together and kylo's pitch is basically the same he said he decides to kill snoke himself but kylo's pitch to ray is basically exactly the same thing mm. so yeah it's kind of interesting yeah i do think that um kylo's probably going to be the the main villain now because who else is who else is left there's like the the general guy well, but um yeah there's general hux but yeah. No, I mean, uh, Kylo, I think, is going to end up being the main villain, but um, they left that in a fairly grey area, because he's yeah. sort of... Yeah, there, there is always this this chance that maybe he could turn good, and equally this chance that maybe Ray could turn bad. So the, the, the Force has gone from being kind of you know, very very black and white to being this much more interesting shades of grey, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I do think that they're both kind of going to stay on the sides that they left that. Um, Maybe. I, yeah. I hope that, because we don't want another Anakin Skywalker, do we? I don't, <laughs> I don't think. Um, someone that's like born on the good side and just t- and sort of turned over again. Because... Uh, with episode nine being the last one of of this trilogy, I would kind of assume that um, Kylo's just going to be the the villain for the rest of this this little saga now. Um, I don't know. And, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm because maybe I'm, he, maybe he gets like stronger somehow or re- recruits a couple of other people and stuff. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, we there. have we don't know exactly what happened to the rest of the Knights of Ren. Mm. Which I mean, there is they, they mentioned that there were other people that you know he he escaped or you know he burnt down Luke's tr- training place with uh, and left with a bunch of other people and we saw them in the first movie which was uh, Kylo with the Knights of Ren so we don't know whether they're still around and maybe it's them that were that you know uh, the whole group of them that you'll end up facing um, so that could be interesting i don't know i mean this the the whole thing about star wars is being the idea of bringing balance to the force and we've always assumed that that means that there has to be a light side and the dark side Mm. and i do wonder if what they're pushing towards is maybe there isn't a light side and the dark side maybe it's a gray area and you know they have they're force sensitive but they're not one thing or the other so maybe they're both moving to the middle Possibly, yeah, yeah. I I like the idea of that though. Um, a bit more of like a, an anti-hero thing as opposed to like Anakin Skywalker again. 
basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got the scenes with uh, Luke when he's getting shot at by like a hundred thousand um, blasters, yes. and he's like telepathically there, or like he's sort of. Um, yes, it's a false projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that that was that was kind of funny and kind of cool. Um, yeah, which no, also I, includes Kylo. Uh, yeah, that that sequence. I didn't see that sequence coming. Um, you know, I I thought I, there were little things that bugged me when I, I watched it because we knew um, Ray had taken the uh, Skywalker lightsaber with her, and you know we see it get split apart. Mm. Uh, which I mean, which that's quite a momentous thing as well because of the fact that you know that that lightsaber has been the one that's you know Anakin built and he's been there from the beginning basically. Um, so that that exploding sort of signified to me that they are going in a very different direction. But when you see Luke on that uh, on uh, crate and he's getting shot at and you know you then see him battle um kylo um he's that he's holding the skywalker lightsaber again yeah and i'm sure that's after we've seen it get it blown up you know get it it broken yeah, so i was thinking is. is that that can't be a continuity error that doesn't make sense so it was at that point that i thought there's something not right but I, I hadn't quite made the connection of like, it, but it niggled me at the time. I hadn't made okay. the connection that maybe he was forced projection himself there because that's not really something we'd seen happen before. Mm. So uh, I'm thinking about it now yeah, as you're as you're uh, bringing it up. Um, I can see why you would why you would think there was there was maybe the error there, but uh, I yeah probably the fact that he's just like projecting it is, is yeah the that, no I mean that was it, that yeah. was obviously the reason the reason that yeah. Yeah, but I I'd spotted it and thought, well, that can't be a continuity error because they're not that stupid. So yeah. there must be a reason that what why has he got that <laughs> lightsaber? And then it clicked that he wasn't actually there, and you know. So, mm. um, but yeah, so I knew there was something not quite right when when he put when that lightsaber came out. I but, I thought that when the um he when he started to get blasted at that he like teleported somewhere like remember how ray teleported earlier in in the film using that that whole thing i thought maybe he'd worked out something with that and he was gonna like appear on the other side of them or something like that um but it was just the fact that he was uh yeah, wasn't there yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there um <laughs> I, l- I like where the uh, kylo saying yo shoot more and all that all that sort of stuff <laughs> and uh it, you know the dust clears and everything and he's still just standing there um i thought I th- all that was pretty great um and then I, I do like the sort of realization when he go when he goes down to fight luke and like he's fighting him at first and then he sort of stands there and lets him like come at him and then you see the camera go around the other side and then uh luke is luke is still there and he like puts his lightsaber in him, but Luke's just standing there, um, and he's just mm. like he's just stabbing a hologram, basically. Yeah, I thought that was uh, was pretty good. Yes. Um, I-, I remember when he first got there, and like I know Luke's probably maybe the most powerful character right now, maybe. Well, um, not not anymore, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but like. But when he walks out of the uh, the cave thing and goes to see all, all the, the enemies and that, and he's not got his lightsaber with him, and I, of course, we didn't quite know what was happening at this point. 
Mm. And uh, I, I sort of thought, okay, is he going to do some like really strong force thing where he like blows everything back, or because I was like, where's his lightsaber? And then it just sort of suddenly appears in his hand, or he suddenly like gets it out then. Yeah. But I was like looking for his lightsaber, thinking, okay, it's a, it's the weapon he needs right now, but he hasn't he hasn't quite got it. So I thought he was going to do some massive like push everything back or, or something, but it was just a trick. So yeah, uh, yeah, pretty good scene. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Rose and Finn. I thought that was kind of a nice little, um, a bit more off to the side, but it was a nice little kind of uh, story. I quite like Rose. She was. Yeah, uh, I mean, as I think a few people have pointed out, ultimately that was completely pointless. But I thought it was a nice thing to do. I yeah, I like Rose. I like, I like Finn. Um, it it does smack a bit of them trying to find something for for Finn to do in the film um yeah and and ultimately there wasn't a whole lot that i mean you know because they they went there uh it didn't matter whether they disabled the thing or not they were still kind of they still found them anyway so ultimately the whole thing was pointless but uh, yeah so I, i don't know i mean but i i enjoyed the scenes there's nothing wrong with the actual scenes but I've seen that as a criticism of like, well, it didn't really serve any purpose at all because it didn't actually help at all. <laughs> so kind of, I still had like fun with those characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, that's what I thought the casino mean, scenes yeah. were, were really good. Uh, did you notice? Um, have you seen the leftovers? Uh, the HBO I, show. A little bit. Yeah. Um, you know bit. the main character, Justin Roiland, plays as uh, I can't actually remember his name. Um, but he is he's in the casino scenes he's the one with the um like the white suit and stuff i think he's actually the guy that has the lapel thing on that they're looking for and i thought oh that's cool maybe they could like bring bring him in for right. for some sort of um even if it was like a mini arc but it was just sort of like a guest appearance or like a it was like in between a cameo and a guest appearance cuz it was a bit longer than the cameo um but i thought it was it was quite cool to see him again um since the uh since the leftovers um what did you think of the casino itself yeah i mean i thought the casino scenes were uh, were fine um i out of everything that's not a bit that particularly sticks out in my memory compared to everything else that yeah. happened in the film uh as i say it was a it was an interesting secondary story that ultimately if you took the whole of that plot out it wouldn't make any difference to where they ended up but mm. uh but yeah i i think uh yeah i know i i enjoy watching those characters though i mean um uh finn's always entertainment to watch and i think rose makes quite a good sidekick to him uh so yeah, yeah. but i yeah the the uh those scenes i thought were fine you know mm-hmm I do like when the casino gets like destroyed and start coming through the wall and everything and just like uh it's just chaos. Um I thought that that was kind of fun. Um Yeah. In a not necessarily in a good way cuz it's not a good thing to happen, but uh and then you've got um is it that little like I can't remember what what it even was. Um but there's like the little the little person that starts picking up all the all the money because um, it starts like pouring out of yeah. over over to him and he's like oh I've got it I've got it all and he's got all these like chips and everything I thought like, those yeah. sort of scenes were kind of funny yes um, pushing money what... into BB-8 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was good as well and uh, yeah. when BB-8 starts like 
I guess moving or ro- rolling around where whatever. You, want to yeah, call you it. can hear the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. um, he uses it as like ammo uh, to, yes. to hit the other guys. I thought that that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. The guy. What about the guy they bump into? The uh, evil Han Solo scavenger type person. Yes, I thought uh, he was kind of cool. Can't remember his name. Okay, um, I was calling him Evil Han Solo, I think. Um, yeah, I can't remember the, the actor's name. Escapes me as well, but he was great. I mean, as yeah. a, I, I thought, um, I mean, he's a very charismatic actor, actor anyway. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I, I thought he w- like really lightened um, or made those scenes sort of more interesting. I thought, mm. yeah, it wasn't like. A requirement, but it did like add on to to those scenes in quite a good way. Yeah, uh, Benicio del Toro. That's it. I don't think it's going to annoy me. That's He's one of them people that I've probably seen from something, but can't remember what. Um, but I'd have to like look him up. You you will have you will have seen him. He was he was in. Uh, he plays the collector in the Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you'd seen him in that, and uh, I'm trying to think um, what else he's been in. Sin City's been in, um, Sicario, Usual Suspects is the thing you might know him from as well. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, he was he was quite a fun sort of little character. I, I guess it was kind of their way to put Han Solo or a um, oh, what's his his friend's name? Uh, um, Lando Calrissian. Lando, yeah, Th- that that yeah. sort of character in there. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it didn't no, have Lando or Han in this film, so it was yeah, kind of I their mean, way to put that type of character in. I think he's he's become quite popular with people, so he's another one of those characters that could end up with his own solo movie at some point, I think. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, that would be kind of cool. Um, what else do we have to talk about here? Um, we did skip over a little bit, but I do think I did quite like Captain Phasma, especially as he's played by... Um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, who plays uh, Brienne in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see her in kind of a similar but more evil role in, in Star Wars because she plays a, a similar thing in Game of Thrones but of course this is for the, the bad side. Um, and I quite liked her little, even though it was a bit short, I quite liked her duel with uh, with Finn. Yeah, no, um, I thought that was, that was fine. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Because people are going, well, is she dead? I'm pretty sure she's dead. Mind you, we said that about um, when uh, Fett fell into the uh, Sarlacc pit, and they managed to find a way to bring him back. So I was, I was kind of obviously watching the scene um, when she was falling through the the fire. We don't necessarily know where she lands, but no, no, that is true. I mean, I. I suspect we're not going to see her again in this movie franchise. Okay. But I I would think that they will be some follow-up things that maybe decide to rescue the character possibly. Possibly. <laughs> like they did with Boba Fett. What about, we'll see. What, what about if they did a random spin-off film of like, all the characters that didn't quite get their time? So like Boba <laughs> Fett and Kaz, uh, Captain Phasma and Darth Maul and maybe Snoke. Yes. It just put them all in a, in a film. In one movie, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it would be a good film because I, I <laughs> find all those characters quite entertaining. So um, even if Snoke is maybe... I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say he's the, the weakest of them. Like We didn't really see him like stand up and do stuff, so we don't know what he's like in, in that sense, in like a 
fight, but he could just sit down and like force control people. So yes, yeah. Um, as we saw him demonstrate, it was quite mm. good. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean the the couple of things were, I suppose. Now Snoke's being killed. We're not going to know. We're probably not going to find out any of his origin stuff, like how Snoke actually got there in the first place. Mm. So there's that. Um, and Did you like I, his throne room? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought that was that was great. But you sort of wanted a bit more. I want to see a bit more backstory of that. Hopefully, that gets explored in some of the comic mm. books and stuff because I want to know how he ended who he was. And how he ended up there. Because we mm. still don't know who the guy was either. <laughs> and um, Ray's parentage. Which have been a huge question up until this point. And oh, if you played... Um, <laughs> even though I don't like the game or the company. If you play the, <laughs> the campaign of uh, Star Wars Battlefront. There's a little something at the end. That gives you like a hint towards who her parents might be. Which is odd that you would put that in a in a game that's canon so, but not well, like okay so what what's the you you might as well tell okay. us what that is i can't actually to... remember the the character's name but it's this um the the character that is in a relationship with the man that you see is the main protagonist who is uh Iden versio that's the character you actually well the main character you do play as other people but she's like the main quote-unquote main character um and at the end of the game, uh, Kylo takes uh, the the dad or whatever out of the ship, and I can't remember who, I can't remember who says it, but somebody says like, "Oh, let, let's take you to see the girl or something," and it's kind of a, a hint towards Ray. Hmm. So I don't know okay. why they would put that in a random game that now nobody sort of wants to buy. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, because, I mean, Kylo has this thing about um, saying that he that her parents are basically nobodies, and you know, uh, which I actually doesn't bother me. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people were going, well, maybe she's a Kenobi, maybe she's a Skywalker, but I, I think separating it from all that baggage, I think he's absolutely fine. Um, I, I just. I'm not sure whether I entirely believe him that they were complete nobodies, these okay. people. Well, so, if, well, if her mother is Iden Versio, that's a pretty cool idea to sort of flesh out. Yeah. Because um, even though she was a little bit one note in the game, you could, like, bring her in and, and flesh her out and stuff. That that could be another idea for a, a solo film, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there seems to be, at least from my, I'm kind of interested in that, to see that be sort of brought forward and, and fleshed out. Uh, and it seems like Kylo's got some connection with, with them there, so you could maybe bring him in or something. Mm. Um, I don't know, there's a, there's an idea there that you could work with, that at least I'm interested in. Um, I would just rather it be in a film than a, than a game. Um, yeah. Because Weird Her turns out. But, um, yeah, there, there was also some, like, articles that sort of tried to, sort of connect that to star wars it's mm. a bit odd that you would put that in a game that yeah. the film and tv audience because i'm talking about like star wars rebels and stuff um the film and tv audience from the star wars films would maybe just see like this star wars because it's aimed as more of like a the multiplayer game and they sort of yeah. just like put the, the story on there so i don't know if all of the audience would be interested in that 
um it's it's a bit like uh i know it's a bit a bit different but um there's a portion in the walking dead comics where um michonne like leaves for a bit and there was you remember the telltale michonne walking dead game that yeah. filled out that time but they didn't right. bring up like a comic for it so this is a bit similar where like there's backstory being filled in but in different mediums yeah. Um, which I, if you've got audi- audience members like such as maybe myself that are interested in the games, the TV and the films, they're going to consume that content, but n- not necessarily everyone's going to. So some people are going to know that stuff and some people aren't. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's still good that they're kind of making it and putting, putting the effort in, but they should like try and find a way to bring it around. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's quite a big thing to have sort of buried in the back yeah. of a video game as well so mm. i can't oh, quite remember the, the dad's name unfortunately but uh yeah. the, the supposed mother or the hint of that mother is uh Aiden. um right okay so i i assume that his uh does ray have a surname have we heard it before no no okay because it might not be versio because of course if she married the dad she'd have the different name etc so yeah we're not sure uh, but yeah, that's something big for them for them to explore in the future. Um, yeah. And at least I, I'm interested. So, uh, you got the end of the film where that young character chose the the ring. Yeah. And you see something in space sort of fly across the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the important thing of that scene was the fact that he doesn't actually pick up the bro- broom. He uses the force to grab the broom. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that like straight away. Um. So. I mean, this. I, it's another solo film. I, I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I don't think we. I don't think that kid is supposed to be anybody in particular. I think it's, it's just a sign that there are other force sensitive people, sensitive people out there. So, um, I mean, the whole ending of the film is quite an interesting place to end because mm. you've you've got to the point where you know the uh, rebellion is completely decimated practically you know there's what about 10 of them left or something yeah post sort of i think it's uh, they, when they go into the uh the bunker thing yeah uh, you know there, sort of like, a, is this seems, all that's left yeah 10 yeah. 15 of them something like that there's really not that many don't worry you got um, luke as a distraction <laughs> yeah well you've yeah you've not got luke anymore though because luke's um now one with the force so he's mm. gone uh that you was do a bit confusing to me to be honest it happened very quickly and from quite a distance. So you did just look at it going, did, did, did they just, yes, I think they did. They just killed Luke Skywalker. Um, so mm. there was, there was that. Uh, so he's, he's kind of disappeared and I, I suspect he may show up as a uh, blue glowy next in the next film. I don't Possibly. think it's entirely gone. I, I suspect that will happen. But what about um, if they've recorded loads of those things and like all these characters that are sort of going from the franchise can just pop up in those? Yeah, possibly. Because it's, it's a good sort of tool to use, mm. I guess. But um, so, yeah, so I suspect uh, you'll see Luke Skywalker back as that next time, mm. maybe guiding Ray somehow. But uh you ended up in a very again like empire you ended up in a very dark place at the end of the film because the the rebellion is all all but beaten um but there is this glimmer of hope of the fact that there are other force people out there and there are these kids and 
I don't know. I can't quite figure out what they're pointing to at that. Whether they're pointing to Ray maybe trying to gather a bunch of these kids together and, you know, start training them somehow or... That'd be good. I don't know. Yeah, because you've... These films do a very good job of um, setting up the future while dealing with current plots. Yeah. I think... So it certainly leave interesting... They've left some very interesting little threads for JJ to go pulling on for the last movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's two other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, one thing we we didn't mention to do with Luke was uh, we saw Yoda again in in this film. Yes, yes, uh, we did. And it was sort of the old the puppet version, and he uh, burns the that little house with the Jedi books and says like Ray probably already knows that stuff. I thought it was good yeah. to see to see Yoda again. Um, it's yeah. nice to also watch something completely spoiler free. Like I had no spoilers at all going going into this, and yeah, it, no, it, it was very nice. None. I had absolutely none. I mean, I did go on. I was a bit surprised Thursday, though so. that I didn't have yeah. any spoilers. Um, yeah, I I just made sure that I uh, I don't like look at anything that's likely to have spoilers on it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but but I thought that was really cool to see, to see Yoda again. He's one of my uh, more favourite Star Wars characters. Yeah, and I mean that was that whole sequence was quite interesting because you know Luke's. Luke's the one that's trying to burn the thing down. Um, like going to hell with this, I've had enough of it. Yeah. And then it's it's actually Yoda that you know, Yoda turns up and you think Yoda's going to try and stop him, and then Yoda says, No, it's time for it, it's time. You know, and, and burns the thing to the ground. So you're like, Oh, well that's interesting. Mm. Um And you end up with uh that was the other thing as well, is is how much those uh, forced ghosts can actually interact with the real world because we've seen them talking before but we've never seen them actually interacting with the real world before yeah yeah because he like um create the fire and stuff so yeah he's able to do something more physical um yeah the uh was it wasn't talking about you know the the young person we said that shows up at the end yes. do you think that's any hint to like I mean, that character must come up again in the future. Otherwise, why would you show that as like an ending cliffhanger scene? Do you think that I... could possibly be like the next Luke type person? Maybe, but I, I think it's more a hint at, at the fact that there are other force sensitive people out there. And mm. there are, although the rebellion seems crushed, there are other people out there that are prepared to rebel, rebel and, and some of them are force sensitive people. So, I I don't I don't know whether you'll see specifically that kid again. Uh, if we do it, maybe a few years on, and you know maybe he'll be slightly older and we'll mm. get introduced. Do you think that? Do you think he could tie into the uh, new trilogy that they're, they're talking about? Potentially, yeah. yeah. I I mean, I don't see why not. Mm. But because with them being good at passing the torch, it's a it's a good way to set that up. Um, I mean, if they did, like, a slightly older person, of course, it would be a different actor. Um, well, yeah, of course but, you will, could, but you could probably yeah. just, like, say it's it's this person. But And then again, they didn't give a name for this person, so you could yeah, so, you could I mean, kind of just have someone show up and it would be the same person. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe there'll be some connection. But, I mean, Ryan has said that the new films are going to be completely separate to everything else, so... Who knows? Okay. We'll see. We'll see what's yeah. planned. 
Um, I think that's about everything I want to talk about. They did, did enjoy the film. It didn't quite like, um, like blast me away. But um, no, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I am going to see it again tomorrow. So, okay. Um, I cool. saw it in three D IMAX, which was really good. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of three D, so I'm going <laughs> okay. to see it two, I'm going to go with a friend to see it in two D tomorrow. Cool. So uh, nice. we'll see how that is. Yeah, but, I've. Heard, uh, I've yeah. Um, read some people saying that like this is better if you watch it twice. Yeah, kind of. So thing. I, yeah, I want to go back and say I usually do this with the Star Wars movies and go and watch them a couple of times just cool. so I can take everything in because I'm sure I missed things the first time. Yeah, I'll probably I do want to watch like the whole um all of the films again at some, at some point and I kind of how important would you say like Rebels and Clone Wars are to this stuff? Because I have the interest if that's worth it. Um. I mean, they're both great, actually, as, as things. I, I mean, they're not as important as watching the main movies, probably. Okay. But they, I mean, they fill out some interesting gaps. And uh, like, you've got characters like Sol Guerrero, who appears in uh, Rogue One. He first pops up in the cartoons. So, um, I, I mean, I would, I would go and watch all of it if you can okay because they cool. are very good those uh those animated at uh, once because mm. i'm trying to sort of be a bigger star wars fan but uh there's <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know, all the all, all the tv stuff to catch up with mm. um but yeah that's about everything i think that we want to say for this film um thank you always again for listening um this is actually the last thing being being recorded uh for the year it's the last day of production if, uh. you, if you want to call it that um there's a lot of things scheduled over the over the break i'm not going to say exactly when because i need to plan that after i've finished recording this uh but it's just stuff that i mentioned in the past like some of the mini podcast reviews uh, a couple of articles um there's a couple of other bits and pieces that i uh, that i uh want to make but um they'll the the uh the message is that there'll be stuff coming out sort of over over Christmas. Not so much in like the week of Christmas cuz i know people will be there with their family and all that kind of stuff um and you're, you're going to be wanting to do that but um there'll be stuff coming out to in like the new year and uh for the, the coming weeks and things uh so look out for all that stuff uh you can find all of it on entertainmenttalk.org you can follow us on twitter you can follow us on facebook you can uh use our amazon affiliate link uh if you go to the schedule coming soon and amazon affiliate all of the information in there is uh all the information that you need to know is is in there so robert's mixer my twitch stuff uh i did record some gameplay for some stuff early in the week uh so that'll be up um again over the coming weeks so look ahead for that it's uh me returning to overwatch after a couple of months away so uh that was that was kind of interesting um you can follow us on on stitcher patreon itunes um all, all those kinds of, of services um but thank you all for listening thank you all for a great uh 2017 um i have some plans of course for, for 2018 so stick around for all of those uh, you can find david on geektown.co.uk um for your all your air dates uh news and updates and things and all the um there's a christmas specials listing that you mentioned from there yeah, yeah, there's a Christmas specials listing, which is uh, geektown.co.uk forward slash Christmas, and there's, the Geektown Awards are still running. Yeah. Prize worth 750 quid, another prize worth 125 quid. All you need to do is go on to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the form, and you're in with a chance of winning. Cool. 
Uh, what date does that close? 31st. So 31st. you've got until the end of the month. 31st cool. of December. Cool. This will be going out today, so uh, you've, you've still got some time. So uh, yeah. go and vote for your favourite things, and uh, good luck to everybody. Uh, so thank you all for a great 2017, and we shall see you next year. Goodbye. Bye.